Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's your girl, Candice, and as always, I will be your host this week, and I'm hoping that you're having a fantastic Monday so far. It's Money Making Monday, so you already know the vibes. We're going to get into a bomb episode today. But first things first, let's get into the recap. On episode four, we talked about side hustles, and we talked about how important it is to not just find a side hustle, but find a side hustle that's right for you. Make it something you're passionate about. Make it something that you would want to stay up late doing, right? So as you guys know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, we should do what we love. We should absolutely be in a sweet spot in life or continuously trying to find that sweet spot in life where we love what we do and it makes us enough money to support ourselves and buy ourselves the things that we want and buy ourselves the vacations and, you know, the nice house and the cars and all of that. We shouldn't be miserable in our pursuit of wealth right? We should 1000% enjoy what we do. I have really enjoyed not just finding the best side hustle for me, but I've enjoyed watching other women find the side hustle for them. And, And let me pause real quick and shout out the money mindset kings. So let me be clear. I was on a, on a session with one of my clients who happens to me, a gentleman, And he was like, listen, like when you're going to shout out the money mindset Kings, we listen in too. So this is for you because you are absolutely right. I tend to shy away from the money mindset Kings, but I know you guys are out there and I know you guys are listening and I appreciate you just as much, if not more for tuning in to the podcast. I just have a sweet spot for the ladies. You know, I know what it's like to be a woman and struggle. And that's sort of the lens that I, that I look through. But that doesn't mean you can't invite your homies to listen to the podcast because I'm consistently dropping gems. So shout out to the Money Mindset Kings. I know y'all are out there and I thank you so much for tuning in. Cash up your girl $1,500 today, period. No, I'm kidding, but kidding, not kidding. (laughs) But anyway, thank you. I, I appreciate anyone who takes the time to listen because I truly pour my heart out to you guys. I truly share anything that I learned. The first thing I think about is let me write that down and plug it into my next podcast episode. So thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in every week. I cannot tell you how much I, how grateful I am for you and how much I appreciate you. So, so yeah, so essentially, right, I created that episode and I, I honed in on side hustle queens and, and finding the right side hustle for you and making sure that you understood what that meant for your schedule and for your mental health and sort of being sure that you were ready to start a side hustle, right? It takes a lot of time based off of what you're trying to do. And so we can't 
fill up all of our time without giving ourselves some time to ourselves to just be and just relax and just sit in silence and meditate and work out and all of these different things. You know, most of us have very jam-packed schedules. So when you're thinking about a side hustle, you got to think about how much time that's going to take out of your week, right? I even got into how overwhelming it was for me when I started the credit repair and financial planning business. I work a full-time job and, you know, it's demanding and it, it requires a lot. And when I first started the business, I was all over the place. I needed help with time management. I needed help with organization in general. And so I go into that on episode four. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, not that this episode isn't going to make sense, but it will definitely click a lot more for you if you head back and listen to episode four, listen to all of them. But for this episode specifically, episode four sort of makes sense. So on episode five today, what we're going to talk about is making more money period. (laughs) So it's, I think it's very important for us to learn how to budget and know how to budget, but I want us to manage our money so well for a certain amount of time that we get to a point where we don't have to manage it. We don't have to check our accounts to make a purchase. We don't have to move and shuffle money around to pay bills, right? That's where I want us to be. Okay. And so that's why I want to talk to you guys about why making more money is more important than having a budget. Okay. The first few things I want to get into are about inflation. So if you're not familiar with the term, in a nutshell, inflation is literally just a measure of the rate of rising prices of goods and services. Basically, outside is expensive AF. Okay, from groceries to your mani pedi to any services that you um, acquire on a regular basis, they're just more expensive, right? And inflation is up by 5.4%. So think about everything you spend money on. It's up, the price of it is up by 5.4%. That is insane, okay? So this is also the exact reason why we can't be satisfied with what we make today. We have to continually evolve and continually find ways to build wealth, right? So that we don't fall behind. I can't tell you how many clients I speak to who, when one of the first questions I ask, and if you're a client, you know this, is how much money do you make? What's your income? What's your expenses, right? I have talked to several clients whose expenses is more than their income, okay? And that's heartbreaking because I don't even know how they're doing it. Obviously, once we get into the conversation and we talk about, you know, everywhere they get money and, and, and their, their streams of income, obviously we understand how they make it work, but I want less of that. I want more people to have a surplus at the end of the month when they look at their budget, when they look at their spending plan, when they look at their financial plan. I want more people to have a surplus. I don't want people to be in the hole as it relates to their finances. So when we talk about inflation, let's talk about groceries real quick. If you are someone who grocery shops for your home, if you are someone who goes to any sort of supermarket, any sort of um, store to get food for your house, you know that inflation is real. You know that everything is just more expensive. 
okay, from milk, almond milk to be clear, okay, or oat milk, we don't do that regular milk, milk, bread, meat, there was like a shortage on chicken, did y'all hear about that? Listen, I... (laughs) I make some bomb stuffed peppers and I use ground chicken for them. Couldn't found couldn't find ground chicken for like two weeks. I was hot. However, the the inflation is directly impacting the price of groceries. So while you might spend two hundred and fifty dollars on groceries a month, two hundred and fifty two hundred and fifty dollars on groceries every two weeks, whatever it looks like for you in your household. That might go up by $50 or $100, right? And so what I try to get my clients to do is I try to get them to look at their finances from a from a really far lens, right? Like with a hundred foot pole, like what does my year look like of expenses? And when you add $50 or $100 to a bill, that's a regular bill for you. We're looking at $1,200 extra in expenses a year, Right. When people hear that, they're like, whoa, that's crazy, right? Because you think like, oh, it's just up $50. Like I spent 200 last, you know, my last grocery store trip. This time I spent 250. Doesn't seem like a big deal. Maybe you got some extras. Maybe you got some cookies or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's not just you picking up a few extra things. Things are actually just more expensive. And if you scrutinize your budget and you look at your receipts from six months ago, a year ago, you will notice that things are actually just more expensive by a dollar, 50 cents, 30 cents. It doesn't seem like a lot when you talk about it like that. But when I tell you that you're spending 1200 extra dollars on groceries every, every year, now that sounds like a lot. Cause what can you do with $1,200, right? An extra $1,200 per se. So That's why it's so important to not just make a grocery list, right? And make sure that you are checking that and you are sticking to it, right? But also setting, setting some sort of boundaries or setting some sort of plan up for how much you're eating out, how much you're door dashing, how much you're spending on outside food. I'm a huge fan of date nights. I think they're super important for, to keep your relationship fresh. So I'm not going to sacrifice my date nights, but there are some nights where I might feel like ordering out and I'm like, you know what? I spent money on groceries. There's food in the fridge. I can absolutely whip up a quick meal really quick. I'm also a huge fan of having breakfast for dinner. So that's always easy. Some bacon, some eggs and some, uh, some toast or something or some waffles or some pancakes or French toast, whatever the case might be. Now I'm a little hungry, but whatever. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm a huge fan of cooking at home and making fancy meals at home. I recently just got back in the kitchen super crazy. So if that's not your thing, I get it. But, you know, learn, like go on YouTube, go on these websites and look up a recipe of something you really like and try to make it at home. It's typically not as hard as we think it is. And you know exactly what's going into it and how much is going into it. So it's much better for you on the health front anyways. Okay. So groceries is the first thing. The second thing is cash savings is losing value and it doesn't go as far as it used to. Back in the day, you already know I'm in my 30s. If my mom had $10,000 saved up, that was a lot of money, okay? 20 years ago, 30 years ago. If you have $10,000 saved up right now, let's be clear, that's great. It's a wonderful accomplishment, but it's just not a lot of money. It doesn't go as far as it used to. And that's just the facts, right? I'm proud of you. If you're out there and you have $10,000 in your savings account and you haven't touched it, I'm absolutely proud of you, but you need more. We all need more, right? Not just you, not just me, all of us. 
We need more in our savings because cash savings is losing value. So what does that mean? Make sure you open a high yield savings account. Make sure that your money is growing. If you're going to send money to an account every month, don't let it just sit there. Make sure it's growing. And then we talk about investments, right? We're going to get into that later on this season, but that's number two. Number three is interest rates are higher, which means we pay more for everything. If you're going to buy a house, the interest rates are higher. If you're going to buy a car, the interest rates are higher. If you're opening a new line of credit, the interest rates are higher, right? Which is why it's so important to make sure your credit is on point. On Instagram, my IG name is Your Credit Queen. I started off just fixing people's credit and this involved into this evolved into this completely different business, but credit repair is still very near and dear to my heart. Okay, let's be very clear. When that credit is right, you know you're going to get better interest rates. Those are just the facts. It just is what it is. So make sure that you're keeping your credit on point so that when you do go to make one of these big purchases, right, when you do say, look, I'm ready to buy a house, I'm ready to buy a whip, I'm ready to buy this, I'm ready to open a new line of credit, I'm ready to get a business loan and get my business off the ground, right? Be sure that you are being very mindful of your credit. And if you need help, you know where to find me. The fourth thing is your employer may not be able to keep up, okay? Inflation is up by 5.4%. When inflation went up, employers knew it was going up. They tried to do what they could to... What's the word I'm looking for? Like supplement, right? They tried to do what they could for their for their employees. For the most part, some employers could do nothing because they just weren't in the position to. Some employers tried to keep up with it, but the sad truth is that they just can't sometimes, right? And as I mentioned, sometimes they just they can't increase your pay at all, right? Sometimes they can and it might not match inflation. Right. So here we are paying more for everything, bills, services, groceries, etc. But our paycheck has stayed the same. So because inflation is so crazy, we have to be sure to look out for ourselves financially. And open up other streams of income, open up ourselves and our minds to additional streams of income. So that we don't find ourselves in the hole struggling financially on a regular basis because I'll tell you a lot of my client consultations are about you know just a client beating themselves up like I can't believe I'm this far in the hole I can't believe I'm this far in debt but I always have to stop them where they are and remind them that this isn't necessarily their fault I mean listen 90% of America struggles with money management let's be clear However, (laughs) that's a joke. I don't think it's 90%, but a lot of people struggle with money management. So sometimes it's not that you're not making enough money. Sometimes you're just being frivolous with your money and that's okay. Y'all heard my story in season one. I was the queen of being frivolous with money. However, right, sometimes people truly just aren't making enough money. And that is heartbreaking, it's devastating, and it's something that no one else can do something about except you. Except you. And sometimes we are so caught up in surviving and we feel like we have mastered survival 
that we don't even stop to think, maybe I don't make enough money. Maybe I truly don't make enough money because people try to live within their means, right? They try to move into an apartment or a house that that has a reasonable mortgage or reasonable rent note. They try to get, you know, a, a modest car so that the car note is, you know, something that they can afford and they still find themselves in the hole, right? I'm not talking to the people that are living in $3,000 rent apartments, you know, driving, you know, Maseratis and, and, and all of these different cars and, and then they're complaining about being broke. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about people who are out here trying. Let's be clear. Okay, trying to do what it takes financially to position themselves and they still find themselves struggling. Right. So budgeting is great. Don't get me wrong. Budgeting got me into a great space in life and in my financial journey. It can be really helpful. But making more money is Mando. As you evolve, you want to do nicer shit. You want to buy nicer shit. Period. As you get older, you start to realize that the quality of the things that you use and the quality of the experiences that you have are what matter. And you are willing to pay more for the experience. You are willing to pay more for quality versus when you were younger and surviving. It was like, oh, yeah, that shirt's five dollars. I'm taking that for sure. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna still buy the five dollar shirt, but I also want to be able to buy the three hundred dollar shirt if I want it. Period. Period. So let's get into what, what, what we can accomplish when we make more money, right? First and foremost, we can pay debt off faster. Y'all already know where I'm at with it. You can save and you can invest, but you got to get rid of that debt. You don't want to be a, a certain age or in a certain space in life with the same debt you had over the past 10, 20 years. You should fully have a plan to pay debt off. You should not be maneuvering and doing all of these things financially without keeping the debt to your name in mind. If you are in debt, that should be a big priority for you. A big priority. Now, as someone who repairs credit, I can say that credit repair should also be a big priority for you. If your credit score isn't where you want it to be, right? And sometimes you don't always have to pay that off to fix your credit, but it should still be top of mind. If that went over your head, get in touch with me, book a consultation, and I'll tell you about how not having to pay that off to fix your credit. I'll tell you how all of that works. But sometimes we have to remember, oh, wow, I owe this company five grand. I haven't paid them. I haven't worried about them. I don't have a plan to pay them. I'm not even thinking about it. And maybe it's not necessarily like at the point where it's impacting your credit and it's not a big deal yet. But if you are not proactively thinking about a plan to get rid of that debt, you are not doing right by your financial journey, period, period. We don't want to be old heads with mad debt. You want to be debt free and financially free and, and you want to build wealth and you want to build generational wealth. You want to be able to leave your kids with something, not debt. OK, and, and listen, you don't even got to have kids. You don't want to leave your people, just whoever your tribe is. You don't want to leave your people with debt. You, you really just want to make sure that when you leave that 
you leave people with things of value, property, okay, businesses, okay, period. The next thing is when you make more money, you can save more for big purchases. A lot of people book consultations with me and the first thing they say is I want to buy a house next year. I'm ecstatic. I want more homeowners out here, especially women. Let's be clear. I want more homeowners. I want us more to know what ownership is all about. It's hard. It is, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful process. I bought my house in 2017 and never looked back. I don't plan on ever renting again. I'm originally from New York City. I know that if I still lived in New York, I'd be renting, but it's about having your own space at the end of the day. Who cares if you rent or it's a mortgage? Whatever works for you. Everybody doesn't want to buy a house and that's okay. But 75% of the people I get on the phone with for a consultation say, I want to buy a house next year. That's cool. Do you have a nice down payment for that house? Have you been able to save a nice down payment for that house? It may not be your fault that you haven't been able to save it, but it's your responsibility, (laughs) right? Vacations. We all want to go on vacations, vacations. We want to go on girls trips, right? Your homegirls is planning a trip. You want to go right? Like it is what it is. You get to save for your big purchases, new cars, right? I know I was just talking about the people in the fancy cars that are broke, but if you can afford it, baby, go get that fancy car. Okay. A lot of people will say, oh no, you know, like don't go get the, don't go get the nice car. Like save that money, invest that money. Listen, baby, (laughs) we trying to do both. Okay. That's why I call y'all rich girls because rich girls going to do both. We're going to take the vacation. We're going to buy a nice house. We're going to buy a nice car. And we finna retire early too. Point blank period. That's it. We, we, we want it all. We're not leaving nothing on the table. Okay. It's not or for us. It's and. I want this and that. I don't want this or that. Period. Let's, let's dismantle that mindset that you have to have one or the other. This or that. No, we want it all. Period. Now. The next thing about, about, you know, making more money is being able to fund your business ideas, being able to fund your dreams, right? I was working a nine to five and I was able to host a really nice vision board party that truly filled my cup to the point where I was like, I want to host events now. You ever do something and pull something off so bomb that it make you feel like, I can do this for a living. I was, listen, honey, I was an event planner. I had goodie bags. I hired the caterer. I literally did it all by myself. Don't get me wrong. Few of my friends helped me out, you know, logistics wise and all of that. But I essentially pulled off this event by myself and I was feeling like I could be a a event planner, period. Like find me a venue and we're going to get lit. But if it wasn't for the fact that I had extra money that I could put to the side, to fund this, right? The goodie bags cost money. I got them on Amazon. They was cheap. I got like a hundred bags for like $30. Cool. Okay. That's fine. But I still needed that $30. And if I didn't have it, my brunch would have looked different. You don't, you, you don't want to necessarily fund something and it don't look how you want it to look. You don't want to get that business started and be cheap about it, right? You want to go in, you want to go all out And you want things to be big and you want things to be grand, grandiose, (laughs) as my friend would say. And the last thing about making more money is just becoming more diversified with your income. 
like being able to di- to dabble in different things and different ventures, being able to attend events, right? There are these these bomb ass women on Instagram that host these events and they're they're, you know, they might be virtual, they might be in person, whatever that looks like, but you know that ticket, that ticket gun cost you, baby. That ticket gun cost you, but guess what? Nine out of 10 times that event is going to grow you. That event is going to give you so much game that you're going to make it right back. But you got to be able to pull up at the table. And sometimes pulling up at the table costs money. Okay. On a personal note, I never saw myself as an investor. But as I started to make more money and I realized there was a surplus of money, I was like, dang, what to do with this now? right? I could go spend it. Sure. I could have went and bought a YSL bag. I could have went and bought a new pair of boots. I could have went and bought whatever, a new TV for the crib, you know, a MacBook, whatever. I could have went and got whatever. But I started to say like, do I want to spend my money on something that's going to depreciate or do I want to spend my money on something that's going to make me more money? Right? As hard as I worked for that dollar that's in my pocket, now I'm going to make that dollar work for more dollars. Because I worked hard for that dollar initially, right? So yeah, maybe right now I got the funds. I can go buy a a YSL bag, you know, easy. Go swipe my card, come home. It's going to give me, you know, some pleasure. I'm going to like looking at it. It's beautiful. But in two years, maybe I could buy a building. I feel like I should drop the mic. Bars. That was crazy, right? (laughs) So I'm about to buy a YSL bag now, and I still want to buy the building in like two years, but I got to make more money to do that. I got to have a bigger, a bigger portfolio to do that. Invest again, just going back to, you know, my stock portfolio. I never saw myself as somebody that knew enough to invest. But not only could I afford to invest, I could afford to educate myself on investing. Everybody wants to open up an account and just start buying stocks. Oh, yeah. Apple stocks. Oh, Nike stocks. Oh, Starbucks stocks. I drink Starbucks every day. I'm going to go get Starbucks stocks. I went to somebody who could educate me on stocks first, and then I started to invest. So not only did I make bigger investments than I would have five years ago, I made smarter investments because I paid for the education to learn what's going to be the best way to invest my money. And then I invested. It's a lot of patience in this game, ladies. It's a lot of patience. It's a lot of patience that you have to practice when it comes to financial freedom and your wealth and just having your wallet together. There is a lot that goes into it. Y'all always going to hear me preach about discipline and consistency. I 1000% had to practice discipline and consistency to get myself to where I'm at today. Okay. To, to feel like I can tell you to pull up at the rich girl table because I get it now. I hired the right resources that were able to help me and educate me to make it 10 times better what it would have been if I did it on my own. But again, I'm meaning to be repetitive here. You need to make more money for that. Okay. And that's why I spent time on episode four talking about side hustles and what that looks like for us. You can have one, maybe two, maybe even three side hustles and keep your full-time job if you know what you're doing. But start off with one. 
Get you one side hustle that's enjoyable to you, right? I told y'all about my girlfriend who started driving Uber. Maybe I didn't tell y'all. I think I talked about it a little bit in the beginning of the episode, but she has made so many connections with people because she is a social butterfly, right? Everybody loves her. Everybody loves her. So anytime you get in her car, it's an experience. She has a good time. The, the, the passenger has a good time and she makes some money. And this was a side hustle that she picked up to make ends meet. That's now going far beyond that, right? Now this is something where, you know, she can come home, you know, drive for a couple hours and then say, Hey, let's take, let's take the family out for dinner. The experiences, you see what I'm talking about? Being able to provide those experiences for your family because you have the ends and the means to do so. This is what it's about. Ladies and gentlemen, money mindset, queens and kings. (laughs) This is what it's all about at the end of the day. So in the beginning of the episode, we talked about inflation and basically the, the conclusion there is everything costs more money, period. And then we got into what you can do if you make more money, right? So I don't think it's no longer an option for us to figure out what those side hustles are going to be. I think it's a matter of finding the best the very best side hustle that's going to bring the best out of us. Okay. I don't consider my podcast a side hustle, but in the grand scheme of things, it is right. It's an outlet for me at the end of the day where I get to share gems and be 100% me, myself, and I, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how tired I am. The only thing that stops me from getting on this mic is if I don't have a voice. If I don't have a voice, I got to take a break. I got to take a step back, drink a lot of tea, get my shit together. But it could be midnight. It could be four in the morning. I'll pull out this mic and start recording because this fills my cup. This is something I fully enjoy. I can do four or five consultations with clients after putting in a nine or 10 hour shift at work, right? Why? Because I enjoy speaking with potential clients about their financial situation. It's what I enjoy. It fills my cup. Okay. So if you don't leave this episode with nothing else, just know this Candace ain't going to sugarcoat it for you. If you are finding yourself in financial trouble and struggling, it could very easily be the fact that you're not making enough money and you need to motivate. You need to get up out your seat. You need to pull out a laptop, your phone, and you just need to start exploring and seeing what might be out there for you that is going to fill your cup. That is going to, that is going to be something you want to do. Even when you're tired, even when you don't, even when you don't feel like doing anything else, you still want to do this. Okay. Y'all know I love notebooks, anything stationary. Okay. Get you a notebook, get you a dream notebook, get you a side hustle notebook, call it whatever you want, but start to figure out how to make more money. Budgeting is great. It's awesome. It's a very helpful tool, but making more money and adding more streams of income is the secret sauce. So 
With that being said, I'm going to let you all go and enjoy the rest of your day. I thank you so, so much for tuning in with me. Don't forget to tune in on Wealth Wednesdays, where I drop a quick five minute dose of rich girl energy for you to enjoy for my for my money mindset queens who are on go this is gonna be the perfect segment for you to tune into if you just need a little bit of financial encouragement throughout your week so I thank you again as always for tuning in this week I am so so grateful for each and every one of you who are listening and I will see you next Monday don't forget to check out the show notes where you can find my information and get in touch with me love you guys long time toodles You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. Help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.